the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now, here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show, a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. We have great guests for you. In fact, we have one on the line right now, and we'll go right to him, Representative Anthony Sabatini, who's been a stalwart voice in the Florida legislature and in the public domain in recent years, advocating freedom and liberty and pushing back against the forces that would inhibit and come up against our freedom and liberty. And as we all know, those forces sadly are many and they're formidable. But right now, let's go to Representative Anthony Sabatini. Anthony, thank you for joining us. It's great to have you back again. Thanks for having me on, Roger. Always good to be back on. And why don't we start, um, I think, from my perspective at the top, and this is where I really became aware of you and your excellent efforts about this time last year. And I literally don't know of another uh, state elected official, even another person, (laughs) really, who's pushed back and been more of an advocate for fighting for our constitutional God-given liberties in the face of all the attacks and assault on those liberties during this whole COVID, shall we say, situation. And can you just, um, you know, for for those listeners who may not be as aware of you, can you share just a, a high point or two about what you've been doing for the past year and, 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 how, and the effectiveness, effectiveness that you've been having? Sure. Well, yeah, I mean, just to be very brief about it, since day one of COVID, you know, mid-March 2020, uh, you know, I've spent majority of my time fighting against government overreach, whether it came in the form of lockdowns or school closures or individual mandates like max, like mask mandates and social distancing and, uh, of course, even business closures and curfews, all these different types of things, which we knew was not the proper role of government. You know, we trust individuals to take care of themselves, to protect their own health, and we don't need government arresting people. So I fought you know, every intervention from the state from day one. And, uh, you know, what, what happened over the course of last year was the greatest uh, growth, the greatest spurt of growth and size of government in the history of our nation, the greatest tyranny and, uh, you know, disruption and attack on individual liberty than we, that we've ever seen in at least 100 years of this country's history. And so, you know, I thought of it everything I could, whether it be in the form of rallies and protests and, of course, different types of lawsuits that I commenced as a lawyer, and also just advocacy, you know, writing le- letters to the editor, writing letters to the governor, 
you know, trying to create pressure on our governor to act quicker in stopping these uh, various governments, like local governments, from, uh, you know, creating tyranny at the uh, local level. So, um, you know, that was my focus. And I like to think that we were at least somewhat successful in making a lot of our leaders uh, in the legislature and the, and the governor himself um, quicker and in, in, in stopping uh, the overreach of government. So um, it was successful, I'd say. Yeah, but we're still fighting it. I mean, you look at what they're doing to these kids in school. We know the masks don't do anything, and that these small children are not at harm, not at risk of being harmed by COVID, and yet we still treat them like cattle, strapping masks to the face and disrupting their learning. And it's just, it's just, uh, it's ridiculous. So, you know, the battle continues. And just quickly, not to get off point, but this the situation with the children, the school children, uh, to me, validates one of my theories um, that this isn't about health. It's not about healthy public, uh, you know, protecting the people from uh, a so-called pandemic. It's about control, <laughs> uh, ultimately. So anyway, that's just one that's thought exactly. that I have. And um, and as you said, as you stated. Children, young people in general, children specifically are at virtual no risk of of of, of getting COVID or, or or especially of of having it be fatal. So, but now I would like to and also point out too that you in your in your roles as a private uh, attorney, as an attorney, you filed lawsuits and you know challenged uh, overreach uh, you know, by government as well during the the whole COVID. Um, lockdowns and so forth but right but essentially that's led you to the point now where after uh, you are now announced that you were you were seeking a seat in the united states congress can you just talk a little bit about why you have chosen to want to go to washington and what your agenda would be there absolutely well you know i um very some of your listeners might be aware of the fact that there's a redistricting process taking place in the state of Florida, and Florida's getting a new congressional seat, and it's coming to Central Florida based on the growth here. And so I'm running for that new seat. And the reason I'm running is I realized, especially over the course of the last year, is, you know, we've been sending a lot of the wrong people to D.C. You know, these people were not making a stand for liberty. They were not making a stand against government overreach. In fact, they were pushing and subsidizing the governor over government overreach. If you look at a lot of the bailout money that got passed in the first three bailouts, it was money going to government so they can continue to keep us locked down. You know, each of those bailout uh, funds was money that was being used to fuel government so they can continue to keep the economy closed, which, of course, is why um, the, the election was as disrupted as it was. We were subsidizing it. So I realized we're sending the wrong people to Washington. They weren't fighting uh, for our values that they supposedly believed in and that we needed more true liberty-minded conservative warriors in D.C. And so I decided at that point that I would run with with this uh, coming year, this coming election cycle. We're speaking with Representative Anthony Sabatini on the Roger Franklin Williams Show, and we're glad you're joining us. Representative Sabatini has been a stalwart advocate for our God-given constitutional liberties during the whole COVID crisis situation. And from my perspective, the crises is um, the the overreach of government and uh, in reaching over and prohibiting individual rights and liberties. Um, and I'd like to ask uh, a question I ask myself all the time, and I don't have the answer yet. Um 
and I'll I'll just ask you what of of the of the citizens out. Well, let me put it this way. Let me start here. I have been extremely disappointed and surprised that so many people just went along with this. I mean, I figured that after three or four weeks or so, um, if that long, people would say hey, enough is enough. You know, I'm going to go back to living my life. You know, this is uh, the so-called crisis is is greatly overhyped uh, and overrepresented. It. And, um, you know, I'm going to go back to living my life. But but that really has hasn't happened. In fact, uh, it looks like to me the majority of just the masses, if you will, um, are buying into it. Um, how do you see it? I think that's right. And I think one of the reasons why you saw so many people uh, go along was because of the lies and the misinformation. I mean, at one point, the majority of Americans really thought that the whole COVID response was going to be 14 days. They thought two weeks to slow the spread. All right, this is temporary. Now, anybody who's a good conservative learns that you should be skeptical of any claim by government and uh, disbelieve those sorts of uh, fanciful uh, claims, like, for example, that a massive pandemic was going to take two weeks. But if people were more suspicious in the beginning, they would have fought back from the start. Instead, they were sort of slowly coerced into, uh, you know, uh, compliance by saying, you know, started with two weeks to slow the spread, and then it became, you know, wear your mask 24 hours a day, you're going to jail, and it's sort of incremental. I think one of the big faults, I think, you know, and why that happened and one of the reasons that happens because so many of our supposedly conservative leaders sat idly by. I felt like I was in an army of one for a long time because in terms of elected officials and people in the conservative movement, all you saw was weakness and silence and meekness and nobody had the nobody had the, you know, balls to fight back and speak up. You know, and I think one of the reasons why Donald Trump supposedly lost was the fact that he put some really bad people in charge. He put Fauci in charge. And what did Fauci do? He used the pandemic to we all know he's completely insane at this point. The guy is just a disturbed individual, should spend the rest of his life in jail, if you ask me. But he, he used the pandemic to, you know, basically conduct an experiment, you know, to see if lockdowns work and, you know, do all types of other, you know, experimental nonsense. And it just, man lives on another planet. But, you know, we, we put these people in charge and, it, you know, we were told by certain so-called Republican officials that we were supposed to listen to these people. And yeah, so that's, that's why what happened happened. People it took it took them a while to wake up. It wasn't until maybe May or June that people started getting really angry. And months and months into the pandemic, it was sad. Friends, we're speaking with Representative Anthony Sabatini on the Roger Frank and Williams Show. Well, Anthony, we've got about two minutes before our break, and you have to you know sign off. Um, I'll just let you once again go back to your campaign for Congress. And can you give us some nuts and bolts there, like what geographical – and I know you don't know the geographical area yet, but you know, generally speaking, if you can speculate that a little bit, you know, just so people – our listeners will have an idea of essentially where you're located. I know you represent Lake County now, um, and you know, maybe if you have a website, how people can get in touch with you, things like that. Sure. Well, my website is sabatiniforcongress.com. And I definitely encourage them to jump on there and check it out and check out my record as the most conservative elected state official in the state of Florida. And, uh, you know, the, the district we're looking at, it's probably going to be West Orange, Lake County, Polk, and Osceola, because that's where most of the growth has gone. So we think it's going to be somewhat sandwiched between where Val Demings is now and where Congressman Dan Webster's district is sort of carved out between them going further south into Polk County. 
Um, you know, that's what I'm expecting to see. And, you know, we're going to find out very soon where it actually does get played. Well, thank you for being here once again with a great update. And uh, we'll continue to keep in touch with you and follow your progress. And uh, once again, I really appreciate uh, your stalwart work uh, and courageous work out on the front, out on the leading edge of fighting for our citizens' God-given rights. Thank you, Roger. I look forward to being back on. Take care. State Representative Anthony Sabatini, of course, representing a big chunk of Lake County right now in the Florida legislature in his second term. He was uh, resoundingly reelected uh, in November. And as you've been hearing and as he's you know, mentioned before, is going to be a candidate, uh, is a candidate for Congress in the 2022 congressional elections. Friends, we're going to break in a moment. When we come back, we're going to speak to another state representative who's doing great work, and that's Representative Keith Trunow, who also represents different parts of Lake County and some parts of Orange County as well. You're listening to The Roger Frank and Williams Show, presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. We'll be right back. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. It's great to be with you today. It's always great to have these few minutes with you every week. And I really appreciate the opportunity to join you. And it's always great to hear from you, too. It's uh, kind of amazing, actually, how many people I do hear from. I run into them at various, you know, Locations out in public, emails, text, um, Facebook posts. I always love hearing from you, and um, I really appreciate the encouraging words during these troubled times. Um, And always am dedicated to trying to put together a a show that will be interesting for you every week on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. In a moment, we're going to, it was great to hear from Representative Anthony Sabatini. In a moment, we're going to go to another state representative doing great work on behalf of of our citizens in Florida, and that's Representative Keith Trunow, who just has uh, completed his first legislative session, having been elected in the November elections. We're going to go to Keith in just a moment. Before we do, of course, I want to let you know that our program is presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster, and I do want to give a shout-out to our friends over at Thompson Jewelers. Of course, Thompson Jewelers supports all the programs here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. Now let's go to Representative Keith Trunow. Hey, uh, Keith, great to catch up with you. Yes, sir. Happy to be here. And, you know, it was great to get to meet you during the campaign uh, have you on our show several times? Have you share your agenda uh, with our listeners? And now, uh, not too much, uh, you know, just a few months later, you've completed your first session, uh, and you have had, uh, you know, very a lot of success. And that includes, not limited to, but concludes several bills that you were able to uh, be a big part of and and actually get passed. Can you just share a little bit about about those that process and those and those accomplishments? I'd love to. I'd love to, Roger. Now, um, you know, I didn't know what to expect when I got there, but the uh, leadership, Speaker Sprouls and leaders, they were very helpful in 
guiding us, giving us the information, and teaching us how things work in the in in the legislative process. And uh, I was proud to sponsor quite a few bills, but one bill in particular was very a very good bill. Uh, it started off as a little Wakiva study bill, which on the Senate side was Senator Jason Broder. That bill t- morphed into a bill which will be called the Florida Wildlife Act, Wildlife Corridor Act, I'm sorry. And uh, what that does, that bill, uh, re- it reprioritizes things in DEP, and all the corridors become under one umbrella or one silo. And, and that uh, protects the ecological greenways networks. Um, you know, it, it works with acquisitions of land, conservation easements, purchases, and it maintains existing landowner property rights. This is a, a huge success for Florida as Florida grows and, and the population of Florida grows so we can look out for, you know, preserving what we know as Florida to be. No, that's excellent. And um, now I also know that, can you just talk about, in a moment I want to ask you about the the gaming compact too, because that was a, a, you know, important thing that took place in this session. But I'd like to, you know, go back to what you first said. What was it like? Um, Was it anything like you expected? And as you said, you didn't know quite what to expect. What were some of the, your favorite things, if you will, or some of your your your, your highlights that you like the best about uh, serving in the legislature? Well, just um, getting to know the process and, and the people that were there to help you do that. It was refreshing to see the the, the spirit of it all. And, and you know, COVID had some consequences, but it also had some positive. Um, consequences. And, and those are that we got to know other legislators a lot better. We got to know who we were working with, what their ideas were, what, what their thoughts were so that we could make better decisions. I think in the end, we had more time to spend with each other and that, that was a reflection of, of the outcome. Friends, you're listening to the Roger Frank and Williams Show. We're glad you're joining us. Right now, we're speaking with Representative Keith True now who represents Lake County in the Florida legislature. He just completed his first session as a newly elected freshman representative. Go back to him in just a moment. Before we do, of course, I want to give a shout out to our friends, the guys up at Apopka Moore and Equipment Repair. And of course, that's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. You can find them at on the north side of Apopka at 2975 West Orange Blossom Trail. That's Highway 441 between Plymouth Renault Road and the 429. You can find out more at apopkamower.com. And now let's go back and, and I'd like to have you share a little bit about the, the gaming compact uh, you know, situation that was a big part of the session. And, and please share with us what, what, what citizens should know. Well, it's in the works. So we're, what they've called a special session for next week. And we've been uh, going through some things to understand the the agreement. So next Monday we'll start some committees and some sessions that will um, go over the the agreement that's at play. But you know this this compact is probably you know 
it, it's a it's a huge undertaking and it, it affects Florida for a very long time. So we need to look at it, work on it, and get it right so that it benefits both the Seminole Indian tribe and the state of Florida, the citizens of the state of Florida. And, and, and to that effect, what are some of your thoughts and what do you think some of the priorities should be, necessary priorities? Well, you know, just just uh, looking at the adverse effects of gaming and, and what we have to do, what services the state of Florida has to provide, and then, you know, the, the effect of of all that and then how much money it costs. So there's some a lot of things to take in, into consideration in making this um, – this agreement and then the timing, the timing and the escalators and all the things that need to be uh, thought through. Friends, we're speaking with Rep- State Representative Keith Trunow on the Roger Franklin Williams show presented by Christner's Prime Steak and Lobster. Now, you know, Keith, you'd mentioned, you know, I multiple bills that you had a large hand in that were successful. Are, are there any others you'd like to share with us? Yes. Um, we worked on a lot of uh, appropriations bills. Um, we worked on stuff for West Orange County, Wakaiva, septic to sewer retro. That, that was funded through the House and the Senate. It's on the governor's desk along with the budget. And there's many other things, water-related, water projects for Umatilla, water projects for Groveland, water projects for Mascot, um, the Green Mountain Connector, the, the trail around Lake Apopka that that was funded is like I said is on the governor's desk the the hurricane proof multi-use shelter for the Lake County was approved so there's a lot of things that we fought for and things that that are necessary as we grow and in our infrastructure needs grow and you know recreation and, and water issues they, they're all important I think that uh, we've done a good job of uh and we'll continue to do a good job making sure that these things move forward for us here in central florida we've got a a couple minutes before our break and and you have to leave us uh anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners and the citizens well you know i'm i'm i i love this opportunity i'm i'm happy to be here i'm happy to work for the citizens of District 31, I want to work hard to do things that have a return on the investment, things that make sense, common sense. Um, You know, if if we're going to put in the time, we have to understand what the needs of, what our needs are back here and uh, work with the legislature to get things done. And and I'm going to, I'm going to work hard, put all my effort in, into trying to do that. Wilson, it's been great to have you check in with us after your first session. Congratulations on a successful one, and uh, we look forward to continuing to, to have you join us and following your progress. Thank you very much, Roger. It's my pleasure as well. Representative Keith Trunow represents a big part of Lake County and parts of Orange County as well in the Florida legislature, giving us a nice update after his first legislative session, of course, he was elected in November. And as many of you know, he joined us several times during that campaign. When we come back, we're going to speak with a old friend and regular contributor, Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. Of course, where your memories last forever. 
before we go to that break, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Florida Door Solutions. Let you know that the elected officials, the business leaders that you hear on the Roger Franklin Williams Show are supported by Florida Door Solutions. And and Florida Door Solutions supports all the programs here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, and our messages of patriotism and support for our free enterprise system. So when you have garage door problems, please remember that Florida Door Solutions has your solution. Your family-owned business making a huge difference in the state of Florida. You can find them at fladoor.com. And, of course, give them a call at 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. Florida Door Solutions. And I want to give a shout-out, of course, to our friend Dr. Patrick St. Germain and the great people over at St. Germain Chiropractic. Also let you know that they've been voted best chiropractor for now 16 years in a row. So when you're in pain, I encourage you to get over to see Dr. St. Germain and the other great people at St. Germain Chiropractic. Dr. Patrick St. Germain and St. Germain Chiropractic voted best chiropractor for now 16 years in a row. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Please stay with us. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Glad you're joining us. It's great to be with you. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Hope you're enjoying the program. We had two great guests thus far, Representative Anthony Sabatini, who is on the front lines of defending our God-given constitutional freedoms during the numerous and powerful assaults that we've been under, they have been under for the past year. And also Representative Keith Trunow with a great report on his first legislative session in the House of Representatives of Florida. Before we go to our next guest, of course, our friend Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video, which, of course, is where your memories last forever. I want to give a shout-out to the guys over at Sheeler Auto Repair. And, of course, you know that's the place where you can take your car, truck, SUV, any other vehicle on wheels, and where they'll carry it for it with old-school honesty, dependability, and integrity. I've got a great report from Sheeler Auto Repair. As many of you know, but I'm sure many of you are, are not aware, that... The son of the owner of Sheila Auto Repair, of course, the owner is our friend Demetrius Virgos. His son is Petey Virgos, who has established quite a, an extraordinary reputation as an outstanding bowler. Of course, he was a member of the four, a key member of the leader, actually, of the four-time state champion Apopka High School boys bowling team. He was a two-time state of Florida champion. He's been a, a national champion at the high school level. He most recently, um, in the, within the past week, actually, was won the collegiate championship. He was the best bowler in college intercollegiate bowling. And so it's a huge, um, of course, accomplishment. It's a huge honor. And I wanted to share that with you on behalf of 
Demetrius over at Sheeler Auto Repair. Petey Vergas, the best college bowler in the United States of America. Now let's go to Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video. Hello, Vito. Great to be with you today. Hello, Roger. It's always great to be with you in the sunny, blessed day in Florida. Now, we just completed Mother's Day, and I know that you had numerous people that you did great work for numerous people with perfect gifts for mom. Um, is there anything you might like to share before we get into some of the meat of today's program of, um, you know, a, 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 wonder, a, a wonderful gift that you'd like to share w- with our listeners? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great Mother's Day. Folks had brought in tapes. Of course, they think about it the last second. They'll hear your radio show, and they'll hear us on here and advertising and such, but yeah, they did run in, and we brought numerous ones in. Of course, we try to get as many done as possible. Most of them were videotapes, and then we packaged them and boxed them up in nice Mother's Day packaging for them. And uh, when they picked it up, they didn't even have to wrap the gift, you know. But I'm sure that they're they're watching these all week because many of the videotapes were a couple hours long, you know. But what a great gift because they had no idea they were getting these things, and uh and husbands and dads brought them in, and, and we transferred them over. So that was great, really, really good. I got a good response this year for uh, for Mother's Day. But uh, it's an all-year-round gift, but it's especially nice for that because it's, it's really, really special, you know, watching their own family on on their own on their old videos now on DVD, you know. And I just – you want to – you picked that up there, and just – if you did not, not have a chance to get um, – in before Mother's Day, don't wait till next Mother's Day. I That's mean, don't right. wait at all. Go ahead and bring it in now. I mean, it's uh, you know these gifts are wonderful. Time is precious. We're n- nobody. We're no- none of us are guaranteed the next day. Uh, if you've got you know, wonderful mementos, especially that relate to your mother, um, you know, I would encourage you to get them over to Vito and Rhonda. You know, immediately get them over now, um, so they they can make the perfect one of a kind gift. Now, our theme today is repairs are one of our themes. And can you just talk about all the various things that you do, you and Rhonda do to at Network Sound and Video uh, to help people with repairs that they need and co- some common mistakes that people make? Yeah, Raj, what happens is a lot of people grab their old videotape and it may be broken or damaged or it's got mold on it through no fault of their own, maybe just where it was kept or stored. And they're thinking that it's totally lost. And I can tell you from experience, we've had competitors that are out there. They're all over the country, mostly out on the out the central and west coast, that uh, would not even repair some of these tapes. When they found them, they may have shipped them out there because they didn't know about us just yet. But we know we've gotten those in, and it had their names and tags on it. That's how we know that they probably tried to ship them out. But we do all the repairs. So these are precious tapes that may have been, you know, family archives and such, and they thought that they were lost, brought them in here, and with our machines and our know-how and the tools to correct some of the things that are broken on them, maybe they are moldy, uh, maybe the tape is actually broken or snagged, or the entire shell needs to be replaced, we do that so it's all not lost. And you can't believe the thrill when people come in and say, my gosh, you got that done, you know, it was you know, maybe my, my mom's birthday or, or grandma was on there, and now grandma's not even here anymore. So they are precious memories that we can restore. And some of the mistakes that people make over the years is when they when they stored it away, they didn't realize they threw them out in the garage or up in a hot attic, which can be 140 degrees up there, 
nonstop around the clock here in Florida. And so it starts to deteriorate these tapes. But if they get them in here, in many, many cases, in most cases, I would say we can we can get these restored, get them over to a digital format like DVD or flash drive or hard drive for them. So don't despair if you have anything that looks broken or maybe didn't even know that it was broken or damaged to get to get them in here. So that's an, that's an important thing. We do every single piece, like I said, we'll restore the, the rollers, the guides, the shells, the cassette themselves and get them back into a playable condition. And that's audio and video. We get reels in sometimes like that that won't play. We get cassettes in that are jammed and the tapes are hanging out of the shelves. We replace all these things and get them to work on the newer formats. And these are priceless when they bring them in. It's usually like parents on there singing or rock and roll bands. We just did some from the 19 or late, late 70s. And these guys had their old videos and their old cassettes, and they never made them up into any newer format. And we did that for them, and these guys were thrilled. Yeah, i just add one quick thing as you know, to what you said about things being fixable. You know, I can attest personally that uh, Vito and Rhonda are miracle workers when it comes to uh, fixing things that you think are, might be broken or destroyed or uh, in, irretrievably broken or destroyed. So you, you, if you're in doubt, take them one over to Network Sound and Video, and you might be surprised at uh, what they might be able to do. Now, you know, Vito, going back to common mistakes, uh, there's a, you know, people make uh, mistakes on with their cell phones when they're tra- taking pictures or trying to take videos. Can you share with us, uh, give us some, uh, you know, good advice about that? Well, and you know, our experience, we've, we've done a lot of photo slideshows and things like that, that people will bring in the videos that they have taken with their phone and, and they are really good high definition videos. However, people make the common mistake of they hold their phone in the portrait position when they're taking a video. It's fine for pictures, but when you're taking a video, you're supposed to hold the camera landscape because I've never seen a TV go up and down unless it was maybe in the, the Walmart aisle and there was some kind of an ad playing, you know. Your cam, your camera should be in the landscape position so that when we and, do the slideshows and such, it fills and, the whole And screen. for dummies like me, that, that means sideways. <laughs> <laughs> sideways, yes. Don't hold it up and down, skinny ways up and down, sideways, landscape, that's right. <laughs> but it, it, when they realize and they see these things, they see the black bars that are beside uh, you know, the videos, that's why, because they held the camera. You see this on the news all the time. You'll, you'll see somebody took a shot and you see more of the sky and the street than the actual subject because they're holding the, the cell phone, like I said, up and down instead of sideways. But uh, that would be one common mistake. And uh, the other thing that they do is, they, when we transfer these things over to flash drives and such, they don't wait for the flash drive to quit or shut it down on the computer. They just pop it out in the middle of something, and that can ruin the flash drive. That can put error messages on there, and it's hard to retrieve stuff off. So always when you're using a flash drive, something that we've created or something you've had on your own, make sure that you clear it and you tell it where it's safe to reject or eject the flash drive before removing it. And that's a little common mistake that they they make outside of keeping things in hot attics and garages and and dirt and bugs all over everything those are some of the high-tech things that people do that can easily be corrected and you can plainly see how wonderful the slideshows come out when we incorporate videos and slides you know videos and, and photographs into these slideshows which we've done for mother's day father's day birthday parties anniversaries and we're just swamped with these right now but they come out so great and it's a great way to, to archive the pictures and also put the videos together. So if they can 
think about it when they're taking these these videos if they're going to use them later on in any kind of a slideshow or want to show them on a television or a smart TV, turn the phone sideways. And we have time for one more uh, piece of advice from you, and, and that relates to sports highlight tapes. Sports highlight tapes, yeah, we are getting them in like crazy. It's funny when these guys are, people are digging for these things. It's mostly guys that lose them. And a guy came in just this week, as a matter of fact, and he was like, I can't believe I found this. We were looking for this for forever. And I think his mom had it, who wasn't even in town. She was up in Chicago, something like that. And she found this videotape. Here it's him playing football, okay? And he was on, I think it was, let me just see here. I think it was, um, I'm trying to think, either Bayside or Umatilla or something like that he played for. And he's looking at me and saying, I can't believe I finally found this thing. And I said, and tell me. Nobody believes you played football. Well, he's cracking up. He said, yeah. He especially said, his kids. Especially you. not his kids. Yep. It's <laughs> always <laughs> so great. So he's got nobody believes it. So now they're going to believe me because you're going to put this thing on a video. You know, so that's the funniest thing. Yeah, sports highlights are great because you can incorporate all these different, you know, sporting events, football, soccer, hockey, everything they play. We just got wrestling ones in. And it really make, it brings them back to life, you know, and especially when they're training tapes and things that they can use and reuse right now. Yeah, and guys can can document what they've done to their friends and yep. family, and yep. especially kids, <laughs> and uh, and prove that they they haven't been lying all these years. No, like, like their kids think they have been. <laughs> That's right, especially their kids. I mean, yeah. their kids say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, right, Dad. You played you played for the Gators, right? You played for." Yeah, you see, no, you didn't, because the things are 20 years old, you know, and And the kids are 18. We've got to get into our break. It's been great to catch up with you, Vito, and thanks for more great advice. Thank you very much. God bless. Friends, we'll be right back on The Roger Franklin Williams Show. Welcome to The Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Hope you're enjoying the program this morning. It's great to be with you. Great guest today, Representative Anthony Sabatini earlier, followed by Representative Keith Trunow, who just finished his first legislative session as a freshman state representative, representing a big part of Lake County and part of Orange County. It's great to get his updates and insights. And most recently, Vito Fira, Vito from our friends over at Network Sound and Video, where your memories last forever, of course. Now, just uh, you and I here for a few minutes here before we wrap things up. And just mainly, I want to go back to, I guess, the consistent theme that we've had pretty much all year, even going back into the end of 2020. And that is the assault on our God-given rights from so many quarters and by, by now so many powerful forces. And particularly the one that I want to focus on right now is so-called big tech. And that's a very simple. I'll define it. It's a very simple definition. It refers to these huge, massive, worldwide conglomerates of power, which literally control the communication now pretty much of the world. (laughs) Talking about Facebook, Google, search engine, Apple, and 
others as well, Twitter. And, you know, what we have witnessed is something that none of us have witnessed in our lifetime, and that is full-blown censorship. You know, the president of the United States was literally shut down before the election took place. Other people, I've experienced some of it myself. Um, I know some of you ex- experienced some of it yourself on those various platforms, those tiny hand, less than a handful of platforms. And, you know, all this is, is not in the spirit of America. It's not, not only not on the spirit of our, consti- our, our, our constitutional God-given rights, our written uh, constitutional rights, uh, it's a violation of them, um, or in principle, violation of the principle. Now, the thing that makes it so dangerous and so disturbing is that these are private companies, so they are not they do not fall under the umbrella, if you will, of of the Bill of Rights or our Constitution, because that that relates to government inhibiting free speech. That relates to government prohibiting um, or trying to get in the way of citizen rights. Um, so it, it, it's a whole new, fairly complicated can of worms. I guess it's not that complicated. It's just a it's a whole new can of worms. And, you know, it obviously has, you know, tremendous power and tremendous power to change our way of life and to basically eradicate our cherished God-given freedoms in the first and foremost freedom of speech and freedom of religion. So what do we do about it? And I would say, and now before we go further, I want to let you know, and I know many of you already know about an outstanding program here on our stations, the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. The Charlie Kirk Show comes on every night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., if I'm not mistaken, if I've got that right. And I've gotten to where I make sure to listen to it every single night. And this is a particular area of concern also for Charlie Kirk, who I think is an extraordinary talk show host. He's very interesting. He's able to, he has that rare um, ability to, to take, you know, topics, whatever topic issues of the day and make and talk about them in a way that's very informative and interesting um, without getting boring, without rambling on and on. He, he really can get to the heart of the matter. Uh, he's very articulate. He's very concise and he really sizes things up uh, brilliantly and very efficiently. Uh, and right now he is um, consistently talking about this threat of so-called big tech, you know, the Google, Apple, et cetera, Facebook, Twitter, you know, the tyranny of them and, and, the, and the incredible power that they not only will now, but they, you know, have the potential to continue to, to, to wield. And particularly another, you know, hate to be so depressing, but we're just talking, we're speaking the truth here. Just, 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 talking about the landscape of things of, of our lives now as they are. Um, there's obviously now a coalition, if you will, may or may not be loosely based. Um, and, and, and the most disturbing thing too, is that all these people obviously seem to obviously have a globalist perspective. They don't have a good old proud to be American focus, God, family, country, no, they they have a globalist focus. In fact, uh, from which you know, traditional Americans and tra- traditional America is, is seen to be the enemy, or at least a big problem. But you've, you've got you know, a coalescence, if you will, 
of big tech combined with the so-called mainstream media, which has just gone you know, full-blown Marxist leftist, Narrative, so you know, journalism. Journalism is not the right word to use, but it, it it's you know gone from you know slanted. You know, at one point, journal. I would say back in the day, you know, when we were growing up, many of us, CBS News, even though it did have its liberal slant, was essentially journalism. You know, Charles Corral was certainly a journalist. I think it most you know, I you know, basically, you know, where while, while flawed, I mean. There was back in the day when I actually used to listen to all of the network news, and, and it was essentially credible. Um, well, of course, that's all out the window now, and what we have is uh, Marxist leftist tinged narrative journal, uh, journalism or reporting. If you it's not journalism, it's not reporting; it's fabrication um, and fantasy with an agenda, a left wing globalist agenda. But anyway, you've got the the big tech combined with. Mainstream media now leftists combined with big time government, Washington, if you will, aka the swamp. I think we all know what the swamp needs now after the last four years. Um, that swamp doesn't even need any any definition. Um, so you, you've got and now corporate America, uh, roughly termed as the for, Fortune 500, but, you know, extends, you know, much beyond the Fortune 500, you know, basically the the powers, the titans of industry, the massive, big government corporations, the Coca-Colas of the world, the IBMs, um, and I probably shouldn't throw them out there specifically, but the Coca-Cola, United Airlines, et cetera, et cetera, um, and many of these companies, you know, these, you know, which used to be part of the bedrock of America, corporate America used to be a, a kind of a bulwark of Amer- traditional American values. Now, they essentially, many of them, I don't really have an idea of how many. It looks like quite a few. Um, hopefully not a majority, but I wouldn't bet against it, um, are now woke, if you will. They now have this strong leftist tinge. And they all seem to be working in concert. Of course, as we know, and as history tells us, big government, especially totalitarian government, um, you know, government that's uh, too big, you know, unaccountable, loves big business. Big business and big government go together. They go hand in hand. They can relate well together. You know, they, um, you know, government gives preferential treatment to big business because, uh, you know, whereas even the, even the, the most tyrannical dictatorship, it's, even though they might not like quote unquote business or commerce, they know that essentially they've got to have it. Uh, so, you know, they just, uh, you know, support the, 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 you know, they seem to have this symbiotic relationship always with the, the mo- biggest and most powerful uh, businesses. And, um, you know, they have this very cozy relationship, which goes directly to the disadvantage of smaller business and specifically small business uh, on Main, <laughs> Main Street USA, a, from hometown USA, which is essentially the heartland of America. So, you know, we've got this this coalition of powerful forces. They they obviously do not share our values. They have our antithetical values to God, family, country, uh, Bill of Rights, Constitution, Declaration of Independence, and they're they're all um, you know um, flexing big power now. So anyway, the point is, get back to Charlie Kirk does a brilliant job of of discussing this. I would encourage you to listen to his show every single night here on our stations. And one of his guests this week, 
uh, on multiple shows, actually, was Congress Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. And this young man is just extraordinary. He has a new book out, which addresses exactly what I'm talking about, or what we're talking about, uh, about the tyranny and the threat uh, to freedom, to liberty, to our country of big tech. And here's the most specifically things that we need to do about it. And as we wrap up, you know, what we need to do about it is, first of all, become be aware, uh, make our friends, family aware, because as we sadly all know, uh, there are many good people out there, uh, many people that would under normal circumstances with a legitimate free press, uh, you know, with a legitimate, um, you know, uh, popular culture that wasn't leftist Marxist woke. Uh, would would be uh, you know very incl- be very patriotic Americans, but we're dealing with a whole generation now, if not more, of people that are being brainwashed by the mainstream media. Good people being brainwashed by CNN, by the popular culture in general, um, and by uh, the news that they get from Apple, Microsoft, Yahoo, Google, et cetera, et cetera. Because all of these people I just mentioned, all the big tech. Uh, Purveyors have their own "quote unquote" news sources, and they pipe it right into anybody who has an email address with them. So, Josh Hawley, Senator Josh Hawley's uh, doing great work in addressing the problem and and uh, coming up with solutions. One of the big solutions is there's got to be legislation now to you know similar back to the Theodore Roosevelt breaking up the the big trust, the trust busting re- um, type uh, regulation over a hundred years ago that uh, directed towards these huge conglomerate, rogue conglomerate um, high-tech organizations that are stepping all over uh, our freedom, our, in, our God-given freedom, our constitutional freedom, and who, who are, who's have values and an agenda that's antithetical to, to uh, Americanism and our constitution and our values. Well, friends, that's uh, the show today. Thank you for joining us, and I'm glad you, thank you so much for joining us. Hope you have a wonderful day.